Hello, hello, hello. This is Shakam Rod coming to you back with the I'm in Tech podcast. I think this is our seventh or eighth episode. So um, I want to give a special thank you to everybody that already went to the Apple podcast or Spotify and downloaded our new podcast. Uh, we've had you know dozens of downloads already and we are just getting started. So today we're going to be reviewing the richest man in Babylon. And I'm trying to remember how I heard about this book. I want to say that I heard about it in the last book that we covered, which was The Wealth Choice. And I think he talked about what really intrigued me about this book is that um, Babylon was one of the richest civilizations. And what this person did, I'm assuming, because I haven't read anything yet. What this guy did is he went to Babylon. He looked at their text, he studied the culture, he studied the language, and he came up with a principle, a pattern, some sort of methodology for analyzing how the Babylonians built their wealth. So I thought it would be a great idea to read this book. So just for a little bit of background, this book came out in 1926. And yeah, it's one of the best-selling books of all time by George S. Clayson. All right. And the book is structured where there's a foreword, there's a historical sketch of Babylon. There is the man who desired gold, the richest man in Babylon, and then the seven cures for a lean purse. So if you don't got money, we're going to give you seven cures in this discussion. So the first cure to a lean purse is start thy purse to fattening. The second here is control thy expenditures. Three is make thy gold multiply. Four is guard thy treasures from loss. Five is make of thy dwelling a profitable investment. The sixth cure is ensure a future income. And the seventh cure is increase thy ability to earn. There's also a chapter called meet the goddess of good luck. The Five Laws of Gold, the Clay Tablets from Babylon, which is really what I want to get to. Um, you know what? I'm going to go a little bit out of order because that's how I read sometimes. And I'm going to skip right ahead to one of these tablets from Babylon. So I'm just going to read tablet one and then we're going to get into the actual book. OK, so this is tablet number one. You can find this on page 56. It says, now when the moon becometh full, I, Dabasa, who am but recently returned from slavery in Syria with a determination to pay my many just debts and become a man of means worthy of respect in my native city of Babylon, do here engrave upon the clay a permanent record of my affairs to guide and assist me in carrying through my high desires. Under the wise advice of my good friend, Mathon, the gold lender, I am determined to follow an exact plan that he does say will lead any honorable man out of debt into means and self-respect. This plan includes three purposes, which are my hope and desire. First, the plan does provide for my future prosperity. Therefore, one-tenth of all I earn shall be set aside as my own to keep. For Mathon speaketh 
wisely when he saith, that man who keepeth in his purse both gold and silver that he need not spend is good to his family and loyal to his king. The man who hath but a few coppers in his purse is indifferent to his family and indifferent to his king. But the man who hath not in his purse is unkind to his family and is disloyal to his king, for his own heart is bitter. Therefore, the man who wishes to achieve must have coin that he may keep to jingle in his purse that he have in his heart love for his family and loyalty to his king. Second, the plan does provide that I shall support and clothe my good wife who has returned to me with loyalty from the house of her father. For Mathone does say that to take care, take good care of a faithful wife, put self-respect into the heart of a man and add strength and determination to his purposes. Therefore, seven-tenths of all I earn shall be used to provide a home, clothes to wear, and food to eat, with a bit extra to spend, that our lives be not lacking in pleasure and enjoyment. But he doth further enjoin the greatest care that we spend, not greater than seven-tenths of what I earn for these worthy purposes. Herein lie the success of the plan. I must live upon this portion and never use more nor buy what I may not pay for out of this portion. So that was really, really cool. Uh, I've never heard of that particular clay tablet from Babylon, but um, he put into his mind, like, look, I'm only going to spend 70% of what I make. 10% is for me, um, no matter what. So very early on, going back thousands of years, these financial principles were well established in Babylon and they had a high degree of financial literacy. All right, so we're going to start with the seven cures for a lean purse. Okay, where are we at? Okay, the first cure, start thy purse to fattening. Arkad addressed a thoughtful man in the second row. My good friend, at what work, at what craft workest thou? I replied the man, am a scribe and carve records upon the clay tablets. Even as such labor did I myself earn my first coppers. Therefore, thou hast the same opportunity to build a fortune. He spoke to a florid-faced man farther back. Pray, tell also what do you do to earn thy bread? I, responded this man, am a meat butcher. I do buy the goats the farmers raise and kill them and sell the meat to the housewives and the hives to the sandal makers. Because you also labor and earn, you have every advantage to succeed that I did that I did possess. In this way did Archive proceed to find out how each man labored to earn his living. When he was done questioning them, he said, Now, my students, you can see that there are many trades and labors at which men may earn coins. Each of the ways of earning is a stream of gold, from which the worker dove divert by his labors a portion to his own purse. Therefore, into the purse of each of you flows a stream of coins, large or small, according to his ability. Is it not so? Thereupon they agreed that it was so. Then continued Arkad, if each of you desire to build for himself a fortune, is it not wise to start by utilizing that source of wealth, which he has already established? To this they agreed. Then Arkad turned to a humble man who declared himself an egg merchant. If you select one of your baskets and put into it each morning 10 eggs and take out from it each evening nine eggs, 
what will eventually happen? It will become in time overflowing. Why? Because each day I put in one more egg than I take out. Arkad turned to the class with a smile. Does any man here have a lean purse? First they looked amused, then they laughed. Lastly, they waved their purses in jest. All right, he continued. Now I shall tell thee the first remedy I learned to cure a lean purse. Do exactly as I have suggested to the egg merchant. For every 10 coins you place within your purse, take out for use but nine. Thy purse will start to fatten at once and its increasing weight will feel good to thy hand and bring satisfaction to thy soul. Deride not what I say because of its simplicity. Truth is always simple. I told thee, I, I told you how I built my fortune. This was my beginning. I too carried a lean purse and cursed it because there was not within to satisfy my desires. But when I began to take out from my purse, but nine parts of 10 I put in, it began to fatten. So will thine. Now I will tell a strange truth, the reason for which I know not. When I ceased to pay out more than nine-tenths of my earnings, I managed to get along just as well. I was not shorter than before. Also, did coins come to me more easily than before? Surely it is a law of the gods that unto him who keepeth and spendeth not a certain part of his earnings shall gold come more easily. Likewise, him whose purse is empty does gold avoid. What do you desire the most? Is it the gratification of your desires each day, a jewel, a bit of finery, better raiment, more food, things quickly gone and forgotten? Or is it substantial belongings, gold, lands, herds, merchandise, income bringing investments? The coins you take from your purse bring the first. The coins you leave within it will be the will bring the latter. This, my students, was the first cure I did discover for my lean purse. For each 10 coins I put in to spend but nine, debate this among yourselves. If any man proves it untrue, tell me upon the marrow when we shall meet again. So, wow, this was really, really interesting. <laughs> So um, pretty much Arkad is in a room full of men and he goes around and asks all of them, what is their trade? How do they make money? How do they bring in income? And they all say different things. Somebody's a scribe, one person's a, a, um, a butcher, another person's an egg merchant. And he asked the egg merchant, like, what I want you to do is take out nine eggs in the morning and put in 10 at night. And he says, what's going to happen? And after a certain amount of time, he said, oh, well, my egg basket is going to overflow. And so the first cure to actually creating wealth is to learn how to save. And that's what they're saying. Um, out of every 10 cents that you earn, only spend 90 cents. Put 10 cents up. So let's do some simple math, right? So let's say, let's say you make $2,000 a month. Let's just use that number. So $2,000 a month, 10% of 2,000 is what? $200. So if you put up 10% out of that two grand that you earned that month, you will still have 1,800 to spend. And if you multiply that by 12, that's $2,400 after a year. After 10 years, it's 24,000. 
after 20 years is 48,000. So literally you can build a huge amount of money for the future by just saving 10%. So let's say you're in a higher income bracket. Like let's say you make a hundred thousand a year. So you might be bringing home closer to, um, you know, like 7,000 a month or something like that. Probably more than that because 12 times seven is what, 84? So yeah, you're probably bringing home about nine, eight or 9,000 a month. After taxes, you might bring home 5,000. So let's say you have 5,000 for the month and you're taking 10% of that, which is 500 a month. After 12 months, you got six grand saved after 12 months. So yes, this principle of fattening thy purse with um, adding just 10%, you only spend 90% of what you make, only spend um, and always put up 10%. And they said, who oh, this must be a law of the gods. So when you have money put up, you have money, you're always in a state of poverty and like attracts like. So you have something put away, you have assets, you always have something. So there's going to be more coming in. And they're basically saying, this is how you start to get those assets, those income earning investments and things of that nature by putting up that 10%. So I love that, that part. Um, the second cure is control thy expenditures. Some of your members, my students have asked me this, how can a man keep one tenth of all he earns in his purse when all the coins he earns are not enough for his necessary expenses? So how did a card address his students upon the second day? Yesterday, how many of the carry lean purses? All of us answered the class. Yet you do not all earn the same. Some earn much more than others. Some have much larger families to support. Yet all purses were equally lean. Now I will tell thee an unusual truth about men and sons of men. It is this, that what each, call, each of us calls our necessary expenses will always grow to equal our incomes unless we protest to the contrary. Mm. Confuse not the necessary expenses with your each of you together with your good families have more desires than your earnings can gratify. That's true. Therefore, are your earnings spent to gratify these desires and so far as they will go? Still, you retain many ungratified desires. All men are burdened with more desires than they can gratify. Because of my wealth, think thinkest thou I may gratify every desire. This is a false idea. There are limits to my time. There are limits to my strength. There are limits to the distance I may travel. There are limits to what I may eat. There are limits to the zest with which I may enjoy. I say to you that just as weeds grow in a field wherever the farmer leaves space for their roots, even so freely do desires grow in men whenever there is a possibility of their being gratified. Thy desires are multitude and those that you may gratify are but few. Study, study thoughtfully thy accustomed habits of living. Herein may be most often found certain accepted expenses that may be wisely reduced or eliminated. Let thy model be 100% of appreciated value demanded for each coin spent. Mm. Therefore, engrave upon the clay each thing for which you desire to spend. Select those that are necessary and others that are possible through the expenditure of nine-tenths of thy income. Cross out the rest and consider them, but a part of that great multitude of desires 
that must go unsatisfied and regret them not. Budget then necessary expenses. Touch not the one tent that is fattening thy purse. Let this be thy great desire that is being fulfilled. Keep working with thy budget. Keep adjusting it to help thee. Make it thy first assistant in defending thy fattening purse. Hereupon, one of the students wearing a robe of rose and gold arose and said, I am a free man. I believe that it is my right to enjoy the good things of life. Therefore, do I rebel against the slavery of a budget, which determines how much I may spend and for what. I feel it would take much pleasure from my life and make me little more than a pack ass to carry a burden. To him, Arkad replied, who, my friend, would determine thy budget? I would make it for myself, responded the protesting one. In that case, were a pack asked to budget his burden, would he include therein jewels and rugs and heavy bars of gold? Not so. It would include hay and grain and a bag of water for the desert trail. The purpose of a budget is to help thy purse to fatten. It is to assist thee to have thy necessities and insofar as attainable thy other desires. It is to enable thee to realize thy most cherished desires by defending them from thy casual risk wishes. Like a bright light in a dark cave, thy budget shows up the leaks from thy purse and enables thee to stop them and control thy expenditures for definite and gratifying purposes. This then is the second cure for a lean purse. Budget thy expenses that you may have coins to pay for thy necessities to pay for thy enjoyments and to gratify thy worthwhile desires without spending more than nine tenths of thy earnings. Wow, that was really good. That was really good for a couple of reasons because this person was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to budget. <laughs> he said, I'm not a slave. I'm going to do what I want. Um, I may, I earned the money, so I'm going to decide how I spend it. Only an idiot would write a budget down and restrict themselves to a budget. And Arkad asked him, like, so if you were to make a budget, who would make your budget? And he said, I would make my own budget. So when you make your budget, are you putting in the gold that you want, the jewelry that you want, or would you put down some hay and some water for a trip across the desert? So the purpose of setting a budget is not to make you a slave, it's to make you rich, it's to help you fatten your wallet. So you should be able to pay all your bills and have a little bit left over for the things that you want. But the purpose of the budget is to make sure that you don't forget about your, what you really, really, really want, which are the like the big things, the house, uh, the property, the business, um, the, you know, the savings accounts, the IRA, the 401ks. So that the purpose of budgeting is actually to help you save. And so the question they asked him was, well, how does a man save when what what he owes is more than what he makes. And, you know, he basically broke it down to them and said, look, everybody in this room makes a different amount of money. And but you all have the same problem. Everybody's broke. Everybody has a lean purse or empty bank account in today's terms. So it doesn't matter what you earn. It doesn't matter. You have to follow the, the law of the universe, the law of one percent or 10 percent, taking 10 percent of what you make and just putting it up, not even touching it. So the biggest cures for a fat purse is increase your ability to fatten thy purse, which is to save 10%, only, only spend nine tenths percent. And the second cure, cure for a lean purse is um, only setting a budget, you know, set a budget and put 10% of that up 
along with the first law. So those are the first two cures to a lean purse from the richest man in Babylon. I definitely want to know what you guys think. So if you catch this replay on this podcast, leave a comment, give me some feedback, and then we're going to be covering the third, fourth, and fifth cures um, tomorrow. And we should be all the way through this in about two days. So thank you guys for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this information, and I will see you in the next video.